0: Hello, and welcome back to the Ideas Podcast. I'm Tony Oldani, host and producer, and today I'm joined by one of my new co-hosts, Sina. What's up? Hey, Tony. Now, before we get started, we have to give a major shout out to Mary Hess for their generous donation over at buymeacoffee.com. If you like what we do, please be sure to share the Ideas Podcast with your friends. And if you really, really like what we do, Please feel free to make a donation over at buymecoffee.com slash jfksideas. Any and all donations are greatly appreciated, and half of the proceeds will go to a Ukraine relief fund.
1: Today's episode is a special one. As previously mentioned in the trailer, we are interviewing three non-binary students, Ellie, Sky, and Moss, each from 12th, 11th, and 10th grade.
0: All right, let's get this show on the road. Hi, Sky, Ellie, Moss, how you doing?
2: Good. Hi. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Hello. I'm also doing well.
0: Great. When did you begin to openly identify as non-binary and just tell us a little bit more about your journey?
3: I think that's a bit of a tricky question with openly identifying because it always depends on who you're out to. So me, for example, there's certain family members who I'm not out to yet, mm. but like at school and generally at home I am out and I have been for one or two years now and I think I I would have always known if I had known it was an option but there just really isn't enough representation and therefore it took me a long time
2: to figure it out
0: Hmm. Ellie what do you you, what's your take on that
2: I mean I felt the exact same way because I came from a like very christian household so i didn't even know like queer people existed um, like i didn't know sexuality was a thing and so gender for me came very late so for me it was also maybe like a year ago because the group of friends i'm in is very open for all of this kind of stuff so it was a good space to be able to kind of experiment with what i felt made me comfortable with pronouns and all that type of stuff Like, I am also similarly not out to some family members because, I don't know, for me, it's not that big of a deal for my family members to use correct pronouns because it would also probably be difficult for them to wrap their heads around it. So I'm comfortable with my friends and other people using it.
0: Yeah, Yeah. because that would have been my follow-up question. I mean, not to pry, but who did you open up to first, your friends or your family?
2: My friends, 100% my friends. because one of my friends also is like a pioneer in this type of stuff and usually has all this kind of figured out so it was easy to see them go through this process and be like, huh, maybe I I kind of relate to this not being completely comfortable with just like she her, for example. And then being able to talk about that with a larger group of people, specifically my close friends, was really helpful.
0: Yeah. Moss?
4: Yeah, uh, yeah, it was very similar for me too. I mean, openly identify it was only like maybe six months ago like beginning of 10th grade but I've been like questioning my gender and like going through the whole like what pronouns do I use do I want to change my name things like that maybe since beginning of ninth grade I don't know but it's very much like the same answer for me also with like the family question like I'm not out to maybe half my family just because they wouldn't <laughs> handle it well and yeah and with the like, just not knowing it was, like, I just didn't know being non-binary, like, was a thing. So, obviously, that also factored in with, like, the timeline of figuring out, like, who I was and stuff.
0: Definitely, because, I mean, it's a very personal thing, and, I mean, the way it's defined is that being non-binary or genderqueer is really just having a gender identity that exists outside of the gender binary of male or female. But more so, I want to know what it means to you personally to identify as such.
3: For me, it kind of means that it will, of course, always be a tricky issue that most people will always assume a binary gender for anyone that they meet. And I hope that is something that will change in the future. But for now, it does mean kind of having to explain your existence to everyone you meet, Even though, to me, it feels like something that should just be as it is and not need to be explained.
0: So you're not being recognized as legitimate. You have to, like, prove it to others.
3: Yeah, I guess. I have to correct the assumption all the time.
2: Mm. And that puts so much weight on people, I think. Constantly having to, like, remind people that you exist or having to have that on yourself without people automatically assuming that like not everyone's binary the like type of analogy that i like to use with people i don't know if you guys have heard this but like the planet analogy of you know that there's a masculine planet or a planet of femininity and those are like the binary planets and you know some people like to stay on those planets for their entire life and that's what makes them comfortable some people like to be like space travelers and never sit down on that planet at all and then some people like to, you know, go between planets, and that's kind of what I am. Is yeah. that you know, sometimes I feel way more comfortable with femininity or masculinity, and sometimes I don't want to be
0: any of those things. So it fluctuates.
2: Yeah, exactly. At least for me, it's that way.
4: I've never heard that analogy before, but that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I should I start like using that, one. that
4: too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would probably help.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: As you all said, your coming out re- was quite recent, actually. How did you begin to tell your friends? Because most of you told your friends first before you did your parents. How do you just initiate that? Moss, you want to start us off there?
4: One of my friends, they moved to your ninth grade and they were, they're, they are, not not were, they're not dead, they're alive. They are non-binary. <laughs> and when I started like questioning, I knew I would, I was able to talk to them about it and they helped a lot also with like the pronoun question and they were very open with like trying out new pronouns for me. And like if I asked them, Hey, can you try out these pronouns? They'd be like, Yeah, sure, whatever. Like it was just very it was just nice to have that support also at the beginning, like Ellie said, to just like kind of explore. Yeah. And I came out to like my friend group my friend group first. Is I don't know, it was just easier doing that, because also it was like a relative relatively new people, so it was easier to come out to people that I'd only known for like a year than like my family. <laughs>
0: Because your family already has this preconceived notion of who you are, right? Yeah.
4: And like they, I also knew the, I didn't really want to face the whole name thing. Yeah. Like they have to get used to using Moss instead of my dead name,
0: mm.
4: obviously. And then there's like a period where I know they're trying their best to like use my preferred name, but then they there's always slip ups, but I can't really get mad at them because like they're still new to the whole thing, but it still makes me, it's still like. It was still, like, upsetting, obviously.
0: Hmm. It was just, yeah. Yeah, and, like, Sky, you want to add to that on, like, how your coming out was received?
3: Yeah, I had a similar thought to family slip-ups that I just wanted to add before going into the other parts. Because a lot of my family still slips up sometimes, and they'll get kind of defensive about it. And instead of just saying that they made a mistake and that they'll try better, they'll say, oh, this is so unusual. We've used these pronouns for like 14 years. And it seems like they're kind of blaming it on me, even though they're the ones that basically made the assumption and have, you know, been misgendering me my entire life because they assumed something that I had No knowledge that I could identify as something else and that I had the option to not be that so it seems like a lot of blame goes on me for being hurt by being misgendered even though it was other people's assumption in the first place
4: yeah
0: Mm, definitely and like Ellie I mean
2: I mean first of all I just like sank my head into my hands because of like Sky's story that I'm very sorry that you constantly have to go through that. My sincerest apologies to you. For me, because I haven't changed my name and I don't feel the need to change my name, it's a lot easier because I just have to deal with pronouns. Um, And I didn't have to specifically even tell my friends since a lot of us are non-binary. And we have like constant like pronoun (laughs) check-ins, which is something we started uh, where we just like, maybe like monthly or bimonthly we just ask each other like hey like give me an update on your pronouns is there anything you'd want to change so you don't have to the pressure of like having to say it out loud first but there's already an instigated question there for you so you don't have to feel that pressure of like hi guys can you use these pronouns instead and it helped a lot of us kind of be able to see what we felt the most comfortable with Since I haven't specifically come out to my parents it's a different story but my little brother also treated me normally which is exactly what i wanted and i think that's what a lot of people just really want is that you just it's it's not even a big thing it's like i don't want this like positive hug or like i don't know something that i I would just like to be treated completely normally just that i use different pronouns yeah like
4: it was the Same with me too like I'm out to my parents but my siblings handled me coming out so much better than my parents did just because they Mm -hmm. were able to transition a lot like the transition for them was easier from like using like they them pronouns and then also he they pronouns now and then like my name like they got it almost like within like two weeks it was so nice (laughs) and my parents.
0: That would also have to do with like our generation being more open towards Mm -hmm. gender identity. And like for this next question, I mean, forgive my like my maybe cishet ignorance about this, but the way I see it is being a gender identity, non-binary being a gender identity and not like a sexual preference. It just adds another level to confusion when coming out for people of older generations. Like, have you noticed uh, to some of your friends who might be gay, for example, they they're coming out was different or just did it differ at all? when they came out to their parents, for example, because they are of that older generation and gender identity wasn't discussed at all, really?
4: I mean, I came out as queer before I came out as non-binary and it was received similar ways. Like, there wasn't really any change in how my family treated me. Thank God for that. It was just, when I came out as non-binary, there was a transition period that was frustrating.
3: I think both versions of coming out just rely on the assumption because people will assume that you are cis and assume that you are straight. And the thing is, there's quite a lot of people that aren't, and yet the majority of society will still assume that everyone is until they are told otherwise. If people didn't assume these things, then coming out wouldn't have to be such a big deal the fact that we do have to come out it's
1: it puts a lot of pressure on you guys I feel like
3: right and it makes it a lot easier for anyone who is cis and straight because they don't have to deal with that and they get to just live with that assumption while we have to correct what everyone thinks about us and I think Technically, coming out as gay is less of a big deal because it's just the the people that you like rather than who you actually are. So people will see it as not as big of a deal. While that is true, neither of the things should have to be that big of a deal because it is really just the assumption that people make.
1: Right, and as you said earlier... Changing your name is always something I feel like older generations have struggles accepting. So maybe each of you could talk about how you transitioned from your dead name to your name.
4: Choosing a name is it's surprisingly difficult. I don't know why it, it took so long. Why did it take so long, man? Like, I'm bad with decisions anyways, but like this
1: that's is just like another important. pressure that's put on your back.
4: Yeah, exactly. Anyways, I told my friends first like i said earlier and they got it immediately and then my with my parents i've talked about most of this already before they were yeah like fine with it obviously Uh, there was a transition awkward like maybe three four month transition period where there were yeah many slip-ups um
1: (laughs) maybe something that would be more interesting to discuss would be how your teachers take Ah. this Because I know from class as having non-binary students in my class, I know that sometimes my teachers struggle to use their new name.
4: Yeah, I mean, most of my teachers have been fine with it and they've been able to like, remember that I changed my name and that I prefer Moss. I put off telling a lot of teachers, especially the ones that I only saw like once a week, because I didn't yeah. see it as important. <laughs> but my geography teacher, um, I always thought he would be kind of iffy about it, but he like immediately got it and was like really nice about me telling him that I prefer Moss over my dead name. And yeah, like most of my other teachers, and I think mm, I might be wrong, but I can't remember a teacher that was openly like transphobic about me changing my name because also that's just messed up but so far the teachers at the school have been pretty
1: yeah
4: accepting for me I don't know how it is for Sky or Ellie but yeah
1: well Ellie do you want to share an experience if you've had one
2: I mean okay I have kept my name so I can't really talk about Dead names and such, but specifically pronouns has been an issue with like oh, teachers. Yeah, yeah, I think that's more of an issue because I mean, I've had one teacher ask me like for or just our class in general for pronouns. Usually it's like student initiated when we do talk about it in class because it's students asking other students for pronouns, not teachers. Yeah, and then the teachers also don't respect those pronouns. Again, I've had one teacher who also left our school and is now, like, a counselor. So it kind of makes sense that she would ask that, but none of the teachers at our school that I've come across have ever really respected pronouns too well.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that.
2: Yeah, and a lot of English teachers, oddly enough, just don't believe that you can use they-them pronouns because it's, like, apparently grammatically incorrect to them. Really? Yeah.
3: When I really came out at school it was beginning of 10th grade so I was able to you know just introduce myself to all of my new teachers as my name and that was easier with some teachers who would actually ask for you to just introduce yourself it was trickier with other teachers that would just read the list and then you would have to try and interject and like correct them on the name and everything Mm -hmm. and that was a lot trickier but the very first hour of 10th grade our new homeroom teacher had us introduce ourselves and I basically came out to 20 people at once just by introducing myself with my name <laughs> wow. and Jeez. I did hear quite a few confused reactions at that and I was yeah. just kind of like okay let's get this over with um but it turned out pretty well and I think Words somehow spread pretty quickly because the next couple weeks I would have people coming up to me in lunch that I hadn't talked to in years and asking me about my pronouns and things. So I think that was pretty good experience in that way, because I didn't have to come out to every single person. But I also had situations where, for example, one teacher would ask us to introduce ourselves with name and pronouns and everything, but then later I guess forget about the pronouns we mentioned or something and I had one teacher that did that and then recently was talking to another student about an essay we were writing and then used my outline as an example and kept saying she and her and her outline and everything and I was sitting like a meter away with like my they them pronoun pin on my (laughs) Oh no, my shirt oh, no. and just like okay focus on your essay I don't want to deal with this right now <laughs> and it was kind of sad because that was one of the few teachers that actually asked about pronouns at the beginning of the year and then just didn't stick with it
4: yeah uh, yeah I completely forgot about how badly the teachers are with using the correct pronouns I was just focusing a lot on the name thing yeah but, yeah like the student body is a lot better with pronouns than the teachers are
2: yeah it's no that's definitely true i think it's also a generational thing yeah yeah, definitely
4: like what sky said to people coming up and like asking like what are your pronouns like i didn't tell people in my class that i had changed my name and then at one point people just kept they just caught on and it was it was nice because i also didn't have to like like what sky had to do i didn't have to come out to 20 people all at once the student body is definitely generally better at asking about pronouns and not misgendering me than the teachers are
0: and just a minute ago we touched on how ironically english teachers are struggling with using correct pronouns i want to flip it and just ask you guys if the english teachers are so bad what do the german teachers say because i mean in german we it gets more complicated because we only have er and sie or those are, like, used the most.
3: Yeah.
0: How have you sort of navigated that?
3: I think in German, I've kind of just tried to avoid being talked about at all because of that <laughs> issue. Um, so I will just hope no one ever refers to me or anything. But I did have an issue with my German teacher um, because he would talk very binarily about the class and, And I happened to be sitting in a corner where a lot of other girls are sitting in my class. So he would always refer to it as the Frauenecke. And I never really wanted to call him out on that in class because it is quite an awkward situation and I shouldn't have to call him out on that. Um, And at one point he asked me for like, A woman's opinion on the subject we were talking about and at that point I was just so sick of it that I just said okay I shouldn't be asked about the woman's opinion and this shouldn't be something you ask and everything and that was it was kind of the type of situation that could easily trigger a panic attack um yeah Yeah. yeah yeah I just I had to say that because he was just being very presumptuous even though he knew I had changed my name and everything and he just seemed to not understand the situation at all oh geez
4: that sounds horrible I'm sorry
1: Moss would you like to piggyback off that
4: bouncing off what Sky said with the whole entire German teacher thing and also kind of tying into the battles thing I guess at this point I just kind of stopped trying to talk to my German teacher about that like she's really nice but I just don't have the energy to go hey can you use like A for me instead of Z because I'm more comfortable with A than I am with Z obviously and it just it seems like a lot of effort that I don't want to go through because one she doesn't refer to me much in class and if she does she uses my name usually which I'm thankful for because that just like completely ignores the entire pronoun problem <laughs> um it's just it's very draining trying to figure out a way around a in general a gendered language trying to like yeah when only really two pronouns are used and then i can't really i can't really work around it it gets very tiring very quickly Yeah, and it doesn't seem worth it a lot of the time to try to constantly explain myself to not just my German teacher, but, like, also to, like, my German grandparents and things like that.
2: I sit next to someone also non-binary in my German class. And because I am more fluid and I do feel comfortable using she-her sometimes, it's more of an issue for them because they just go by they-them. And so for them, it's we just constantly are making more jokes instead of trying to actually address the problem. Because we've both kind of given up with our German teacher because he will also do the, oh, it's the women on this side. We should mix it up a little bit or it's the, you know, it's the girl group or all that type of stuff. And we'll just kind of sit in the corner and make jokes about like, actually, (laughs) it's not just the women group over here. We have a nice diverse little group of people. Our English teacher will also say that and be like, yeah, could we get a little bit more diverse groups with some guys? And I'm like, well, technically, I make up the guy part in our group, so right. we're fine.
4: My English teacher was like, okay, I want everyone to sit boy, girl, boy, girl. And then me and my friend, who are both non-binary, who are sitting next mm-hmm. to each other, looked at each other, and were like, what do we do?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: And I wasn't really out to anyone except, like, my friends at this point. So I didn't want to, like, I didn't want that to be the first adult I was out to or, like, first not friend I was out to.
1: It just mm-hmm. puts you in, like, an awkward situation. Exactly. Yeah.
4: It was not great. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I think that's what happens a lot to non-binary people. That is the actual issue is that it's put onto you to be the person that would either correct people yeah, or, you know, do the types of things because it's such an ingrained idea in yeah. your mind. And it, it should very much be such an easy right. problem to fix, but you've put it onto these individual people and it's such a weight on them. Yeah. That they often fe- like don't even feel like they want to correct you. Like I've accidentally misgendered someone and I felt so incredibly bad and I immediately apologized. Yeah. And I think even Moss, I accidentally used your dead name because I didn't know that you had changed your name at some point because
4: yeah.
2: like Moss is, much younger than me and I'm not in any of their classes and so I felt so bad when I accidentally misgendered him and I like apologized profusely afterwards because I was so embarrassed yeah but like even some of my non-binary friends like when someone messes up they don't even try to like fix it because they're just like it happens
1: I guess now would be a good time to kind of ask you guys what you wish our listeners Mm -hmm. whether that be students parents or teachers like What you wish they would know about what it's like to be a non-binary student at JFKS and how they could do better or support you guys further.
4: If they owned up to misgendering us and maybe actually listened to what pronouns we prefer, it would be nice if they listened to that because it's just so hard to repeat the same words over and over again to like the same people a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's also nice to have your friends stick up for you, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. If your teacher, let's say, misgenders you um, to have your friends be the one to tell them, hey, that's Mm. not what I go by. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Even if it's not like my friends, like if like someone I barely know in my class is standing up for me because the teacher use the wrong name or use the wrong pronouns it would even if i don't like this person like it would be amazing that would be so cool it just shows that they are also like supportive and just genuinely yeah generally like don't have the same binary mindset Mm -hmm. does that make sense i don't know if that's a term but
2: (laughs) it's like there are these people in your day-to-day life that do exist and you need to give them the respect that they deserve like the only way I've gotten that through people's heads, it's usually males that deal with this. So I've just been using the wrong pronouns with them and calling them she, her. And then they usually then understand, oh, <laughs> I understand how it feels to feel misgender. Um, yeah. Because then they realize how much impact a pronoun will have. I'm not saying that's the right way to get it through to people's heads. Yeah. It's just that that sometimes is the easiest way. Definitely puts it in perspective. I'm not saying people should do that. I'm just saying that from my personal experience, that is what has sometimes helped people get insight <laughs> on that. Yeah. But like these people exist, they deserve respect. I can't emphasize this enough. It puts such a large burden onto people. Yeah, And you don't realize how much people are dealing with and people are dealing with a lot more than you would expect. And so by putting this extra burden onto others, it really can destroy someone's like either mental health or the way that they identify, just standing up for your classmate or just being reminding other people, even when they're not there, hey, this person goes by they, them or goes by he, they, or goes by any pronouns. Let's make sure to like use them. It really, really, really means a lot to other people. Like you will maybe make their day, their month, their year. Like it means so much. And I think it's such an easy thing to do. Like honestly, using the correct pronouns isn't difficult.
4: It's kind of sad because the more I'm listening to what to what you're saying, yeah. Ellie, is just like we're really we're really just asking for like the basics.
2: The bare minimum.
4: Yeah, just like recognize us recognize us as human beings and as
2: exactly you yeah. know,
4: people and that we are in fact these kinds of people and you're golden. Exactly.
2: You'll even be celebrated for it. Like do the bare minimum yeah. and you'll be worshipped. I am not kidding you. Like
1: <laughs> And our generation has been undoubtedly like pretty good about it yeah about pronouns and using or not using dead names and i that just proves that it's really not that hard you know it's not like some huge like step to take to change your mindset
4: it also proves that it's all learned like you can unlearn it you can learn new things
1: (laughs) i think you guys have definitely opened up the marketplace for understanding what it means to be non-binary and i'd like to thank you for that so we would like to offer you a chance to recommend something to our audience that speaks to the idea's mission. And we'll link to your endorsement on our show page.
4: Mine are a little more just like kind of research-based. My favorite one is, it's called Let's Queer Things Up. It's a, it's a blog that explores gender identity, feminist and queer topics. And I find it very interesting. And I think it would be a good place to read more about queerness and different gender identities and topics relating to that.
1: Thank you so much, Moss. Sky. what do you endorse?
4: I have two books that I wanted
3: to recommend. The first one is The Stonewall Riots by Gail E. Pittman. It's a historical view on the Stonewall Riots, what led up to them and what effects they had The second one is I Wish You All the Best by Mason Deaver, and it is a novel about a non-binary character who is kicked out by their parents and then the effects that that has.
1: Great. Thanks, Guy.
2: In addition, just as a fun way to possibly get more representation in your life, you can watch She-Ra and the Princess of Power, which is a very fun kind of childhood show that's animated. But it's a great way to get more diversity into your day-to-day watching.
1: Thank you, Sky, Moss, and Ellie for coming on the podcast today and sharing your experiences. I think you guys have really made a difference.
0: We'll link to all the endorsements in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next one.
4: Thank you. Thank you for having us.
0: Bye.